Lesson from the book of Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness to the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about, and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried in the arms. And you shall see and be radiant, your heart shall thrill and rejoice. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, the wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah, and those of Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense, and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Continuation of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod when the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, of the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise and secretly and ascertained from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I, too, may come and worship him. When they had heard the king, they went their way. And lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. The Saving Words of the Gospel For one reason or another, my head is rather like a cement mixer today. So, uh, apologies in advance. Um, Today we have, uh, uh, there, there are a couple of interesting points that just popped out at me in the reading of this. That, you know, it's, even though we read these things again and again and again, uh, something will always pop out that's new and fresh. And uh, uh, today is no exception. Uh, you know, the people will, will criticize the old, you know, the traditional forms and the fact that we repeat things so often. Well, it's not that we have to read them over and over again, it's that we get to read them over and over again. That's the advantage. Um, when Herod heard the uh, news that these wise guys had come from the east to uh, worship the newborn king of the Jews, 
Herod was troubled, and it says, "And all Jerusalem with him." Oh, one can imagine so, because Herod was terribly cruel and really vicious and paranoid, paranoid to the point that where he 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 thought that his wife and sons were entering into a conspiracy against him, and he had them killed. So they, uh, you can imagine how apprehensive the whole city would have been if Herod was disturbed uh, by the news of a king. You get my drift. And uh, then, of course, the, the wise men, the Magi, were warned in a dream not to return to Herod. Now, this is in the Gospel of Matthew, and we know the, the Gospel of Matthew gives a little more emphasis to Joseph, who is also warned in dreams. And so we have here in here, and it's the work of angels uh, that are that are helping Joseph. So it's also the work of angels that are helping the Magi to return to their country, per aliam viam, through another route. Uh, now about the Magi, um, we don't know how many there are from Scripture. Uh, tradition has three. Well, that's fine. But uh, we don't really know how many Magi uh, there are. Um, I think it's uh, Leo the Great that posited that there might be as many as like 24 or something. But uh, we, we don't know. But we do have the, the three figures. And uh, today, in my little little scene up here, we have the three uh, uh, wise guys. And I've got three camels there because of... Uh, High candles are mentioned in the in the beautiful reading from Isaiah. The beautiful poetry from the prophet. Now these magi, these wise men, would never have undertook their journey uh, without prompting, without signs that moved them out of their zone, without the scriptures. Somehow they knew the uh, Jewish, the Hebrew scriptures. And they had their own things going on and whatever, you know, pagan thing they were doing. And they had the signs of the sky. And so we have two different orders working. We have two different kinds of guiding stars in a way. On the one hand, we have Revelation, which is written by man, cooperating with God and under his influence. And then we have Revelation written by God into creation. And uh, as I was talking about the other day, with the, uh, we did the Motive Mass of the Guardian Angels, uh, Thomas Aquinas posits that there is nothing that isn't guided by an angel. That all things that move have an angel guardian in a way to guide them and make sure that they are operating according to, or at least not um, ultimately contrary to the will of God. Remember that God restrains the fallen angels so they can't do just exactly what they want. Um, otherwise, you know, imagine what that would be like. So we have re we have we have revelation written by man under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and we have revelation written into creation by God. And so the wise men sought the extra, trying to find the extraordinary answer that was, and to find the foundation 
of everything that is both uh, ordinary and extraordinary. If we talk about the mystery of, uh, we talk about what we see in creation as the ordinary, <clears throat> and we also try to see the mystery that's written into Revelation, which is extraordinary. And so they are seeking to find the foundation of everything that is both ordinarily that is both ordinary and extraordinary, and both of them those things are orderly, and they are ordered to each other. They all have to make sense. They have to cohere together. They have to resonate properly together. Um, this is because the one that's behind them is the logos, reason itself, the word, and the word coming to be made flesh is what they're seeking. And uh, so this is the, the point of contact between this ordinary and extraordinary, between that which we can find in Revelation and that which we can discern also in creation through, you know, the tangle of our minds, even though they were wounded by, by original sin and so forth, and our intellects aren't like angels and, and we have, you know, we're easily distracted and so forth. We can still in the tangle of our minds reason to a great many things like Aquinas's for example Aquinas's five ways uh, for the uh, the existence of God that we find in the beginning of his massive summa so here are the, the wise men uh, searching out the uh, the foundation of the ordinary the or and the extraordinary which are ordered to each other and you know that's what we um, are are called to do also you know, there was another group too that was trying to do the same thing to try to sort out the uh, the, the the message of the the ordinary and uh, listening to the message that they received with a little prompting from angels. The shepherds also um, came to uh, Bethlehem to see uh, the logos, the the word made flesh. There's a there's an old there's an old way of putting this. You know, there were three different groups um, at the uh, at the major. You know, we had the the wise men and the shepherds, and then we had the ox and the ass. You know, we could and we could may, maybe designate uh, roles for them. And uh, so the wise men might be the the scholarly types and and so forth, the academia, and we could have um we could have the uh, the shepherds who are are you know a little hubbler and maybe you know blue collar uh workers and and the you know the ox you know the kind of person uh who you know has to plod along uh very slowly and uh and and work that way and then there's the ass and that's democrats probably in any event we have um, John Chrysostom, who says that the star is the visible manifestation of an invisible power. Now think back to that pairing, you know, that I was talking about, the ordinary and the extraordinary, and the what is being revealed in creation and what is being revealed in Scripture. So John says of the star, this connecting point, that the Magi follow to find the foundation of both of those things, the uh, Logos, the divine reason of things, 
John Chrysostom says that the star is the visible manifestation of an invisible power. Now that might that phrase might sound a little familiar because we have you know in Latin uh, I'm sure that um, you're probably following along with your hand missiles and during Christmas season now we're in the, in the epiphany season but in Christmas season we were using the preface for nativity <clears throat> and in the Christmas preface we have this beautiful image of invisible of visible and invisible through the mystery of the word made flesh the new light of thy glory has shown upon the eyes of our mind it sounds like the the scriptures and the stars formation of the stars working in the minds of the magi so that while we acknowledge God in visible form we may through him be drawn to the love of things invisible that's uh that encapsulates a lot of what we're doing here Hilary of Poitiers wrote of the incarnation that before the incarnation the sun was the perfect invisible image of the invisible father and after the incarnation he becomes the perfect visible image of the invisible father so we have this play between that which is not seen and that which can be seen and the one can lead to the other and then of course the other the that which is that which is more mysterious that sheds light on the other thing that we can see so the scriptures for the wise men shed light on what they were experiencing through the stars and we can almost use this as a paradigm for faith and reason as well that in order to understand certain certain things about the faith we have to believe and yet we can't believe in the things that we don't yet know so faith is always seeking faith seeks understanding and then the faith that also helps to provide the understanding uh, that we're seeking after um, there's a, a phrase uh, in, in Augustinian the Augustinian school I don't believe Augustine actually said it but it's attributed to him and it's specifically it's really derived very much from his thought so it's absolutely consistent it's one of those things that if he didn't say it well he ought to have said it and uh, the phrase is nisi crediteritis non intelligetis there's a wonderful example of pluperfect subjunctive in the latin uh, pluperfect subjunctive uh, condition unless you will have first believed uh, no future perfect unless you will have first believed you will not understand unless you will have first believed you will not understand the two go hand in hand and I think that's what we have that's one of the things that we can tease out of the mystery of the epiphany of epiphany um, in liturgically in the church um, is uh, the Holy Church usually marks three different uh, manifestations of the Lord's divinity on this day uh, the Magi coming to adore him and the gifts that they bring and their symbolism reveal that this is God 
also celebrated because the holy church believed that the three things happened on the same date the baptism of the lord by john in the jordan when the voice was heard from heaven this is my beloved son it's a manifestation of his divinity they believe that took place on the same day and also another thing uh the uh wedding at cana when the lord uh changed water into wine which is the first public manifestation of his divinity and so even in the antiphon at vespers we hear hodier this hodier today that and hodier that the three different things in the same antiphon and then liturgically the church teases these things out like into a feast of the baptism of the lord and so forth but uh liturgically we're really celebrating all the manifestations of the lord's divinity now another another custom that there is on epiphany is the announcement of all the movable feasts of the year and i will do that of course you know today is a day when uh you know i have to be you know my head is completely stuffed up but there's a chant called the novaritis that's done in epiphany which is the publication of mobile feet and uh movable feasts i always thought that if i ever had a catering company i would call it movable feast but i uh, i digress the novaritis which kind of means in latin let y'all know and here is the chant novaritis fratres carisi Quod anuente Dei misericordia, secur Dei nativitare Domini nostri Iesu Christi, carisi solvus, ita de resurrectione iustem salvatoris nostri, gaudium vobis annunziamus. Dire vi tertia decima februari, eri dominica in septembre, Secunda martii dies cideror, ed initium iunii sacratissime quadragesime. Septadecima aprilis, sandum pasca domini nostri Iesu Christi, con gario celebramos. Sextara vigesima, mai eri d'ascensio, Domini nostri Iesum Christi. Nirequintario di festum Pentecostes, Sextara decima eustem festum sacratissimi corpores, Corporis Christi. Vigesima septima novembris, Dominica prima adventus, Domini nostri Iesu Christi, cui est honor et gloria in secula seculorum. Amen.
Credo in unum Deum, Pater Bonipotentem, Pactorum Celi et Terre, visibili volgium et invisibilium, et in unum Dominum Iesum Christum in Deum in Genitum, et ex Patrimatum Antio Omnia Secula, Deum de Deum, Lumine Lumine Deum, Vero de Deum, Vero, Genitum non partum consubstantiale patri, per quem omnia partes ut, qui propter nos homines, et propter nostrum salutem decenti de Celis, et incarnatus est in Spiritus Santo ex Marie Virgine, et homo partus est. Crucifixus etiam prologis, sub Pontio Pilato passus et sepultus et, et resurrexit tertia die secundum scripturas, et ascendit in celum sede de dexena patris, et iterum venturis est, cum doria iudicare vivus et mortos, cuius regni non enitinis, et in spiritum santum dominum et bibit dictantem, qui ex patri filio pe procedi, qui cum patri filio simula renatur e conglore dictatur, qui locutus est pe profetas, et unam sanctam catholicam et apostolicam ecclesiam, cum pidior du baptisma in remissione peccatorum, respecto resurrectionum mortuorum et vitam venturi seculi. Amen. Dominus obiismum. Oremus. Regis tarsis ed insulae murera ocarem, regis arabum, saba, dona de nuce, et orandorabum de omnis retes tere, omnis gentes servi dei.